0: Boom. Mm-hmm. Hi everyone, it's Monica with the Universal Women's Network, and I am super excited to be um, sharing this podcast with you today, the Inspire podcast, sharing the stories of the women of inspiration and the men that support her that have stories that need to be told that are raw and real. And Every woman has a story, and today I'm speaking with Sarah Lehman, who is the founder of the Sarah Lehman Law Group. She is a criminal defense lawyer. And probably, I would say, how many of them in Canada are you like that are actually female criminal defence lawyers in Canada?
1: Well, I can't give you an exact number, but what I can say is that women are underrepresented when it comes to criminal defence. There's a lot of problems with retaining women in this particular area of the law. There's, you know, a lot of women who do work on the Crown Council side of things, but not necessarily in defense but that being said there is a wonderful network of women all around me who do this type of work and we all support each other and it's it has really been great
0: so i i'll get to that piece of it because you're really a tra- trailblazer in, in bringing those groups of women together um, as sort of starting your own network of, of support for women so let's go back to you know it's a pretty interesting career choice for anybody to take, never mind a woman. Um, so maybe we can start there and just maybe
1: share with all the listeners. You know what drew you to um, this field? Sure. Yeah. So when I went to law school, I just honestly wasn't really interested in anything else. All of the other courses made me just want to have a nap. Uh, criminal law, at least, I found really interesting. I wanted to learn more about, you know, the cases. I actually wanted to read them. And so I think it just sparked, you know, my interest really, Uh, there's no other way to put it. Um, I wanted to be a criminal lawyer and I didn't really have any other plan B, so there was nothing else that I wanted to do when it came to the law and if I hadn't been a criminal lawyer uh, I don't know where I'd be.
0: (laughs) So let me ask you, did you grow up in a family of, you know, we, we always look at, you know, that 12 year old person, you know, when you were 12, where did you think your life was going to be? Did you even think
1: that big when you were that young? Um, I don't really know. I don't have any other lawyers in my family. So I'm the first lawyer in my family uh, Which can be quite rare. I find usually it does run in the family Um, I definitely was interested in art. I wanted to be an artist I was really interested in fashion and fashion design and things like that Uh, I don't think that I really saw myself being a lawyer, but Here I am, (laughs) and you grew up in. uh, I want to say you
0: grew up in the prairies. So tell us about you know small town um, with big vision and big dreams. How was that? um, I grew up in
1: Fort McMurray, Alberta, (laughs) which always really really makes people quite surprised, especially here in Vancouver when I say I'm from Fort McMurray, Alberta uh but yeah i am i was born there raised there i did leave as soon as i could uh and i definitely wanted to i went to university in calgary um so i have deep roots in alberta and i also worked in the oil field i worked at suncor driving giant heavy haulers uh for a few summers while i was in university so that definitely taught me what i didn't want to do and made me more uh, motivated to pursue my education
0: Well I think that's really interesting I I always like to sort of you know I I didn't introduce you as our 2019 Woman of Inspiration uh, Integrity Award recipient and it's a massive title and you know I think it's really important for the young women or anybody that's listening you know that that has these big dreams small towns there, there really are no barriers um, of what you can accomplish when you set your mind to. So, um, congratulations on all of your successes. And you know, there's so much. As I read through your bio, you've, you're such an accomplished um, woman. And so, where do you get your drive? I mean, there's so many hours in the day. Like, how do you do
1: it all? Well, thank you for that. I mean. I think that, um, what I do just comes from a place of wanting to improve things for other people who are going to come after me. And a lot of the things that I have done have been an attempt to make it easier for women who decide that they do want to pursue a career that's maybe not... Uh, typically feminine Um, so and that's again particularly in the area of criminal law and and in law so one of the things that I did was found the uh, Women's Association of Criminal Lawyers here in BC uh, something that um, is basically assembled in order to provide support and networking opportunities to women so that they can find uh, female mentors or mentees or even just colleagues to lean on when they need it Uh, As well as removing barriers in terms of getting um, education and and different things that we need to do as lawyers to keep our uh, certifications current. So that's one of the things that really inspires me is inspiring other people and helping them pave the way to do really great things in their own careers
0: so let's talk about some of those barriers that you faced I mean you had a few of them so maybe you can share with our audience you know in that field of you know legal field um, and then criminal defense what were some of those barriers that you experienced
1: sure I mean there's so many Um, there's just of course always barriers available you know unfortunately for everybody no matter what they're doing but in the world of criminal defense it is largely still um, dominated by men. So, unfortunately, a lot of young women who start off in this area have really negative experiences when they're, say, articling and trying to get their certification in office because they may end up working for a principal Uh, or a senior lawyer who might not provide the safest of work environments. And I certainly came from a background of a toxic workplace environment for the first few years of my career. I had a really hard time struggling with bullying and harassment in my workplace. Um, Just not a supportive environment that was conducive to growth. Um, And in many ways, it just made me more determined to rise up more determined to do what I wanted to do to advance my own career, but also to support other women in advancing their careers and making sure that they never had to go through what I went through. And ultimately that's been what's motivated me uh, to move forward. So that's one of the barriers that certainly I faced personally.
0: So do you think that had a big, um, you know, you started and founded your own firm. So do you think that was, was that a turning point for you?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. And it was something that was so scary for me and so difficult to do. And so many people told me, you're crazy. You know, don't do it. Uh, There's too much risk involved. Like, what are you thinking? But you can't listen to those things. And I feel like, you know, if you have a very clear vision and you have the capacity to put the work into it, you build it and it will happen for you. So you just have to be motivated and determined and not lose sight on that vision that is bringing you to that point already in your career.
0: So how big is your firm now? Um, how many years old is it, uh, Sarah? How, how big is, have you grown your firm to today?
1: Yeah, so it's about a year and a half old now, so um, it's great because we're finally starting to get our footing in terms of, you know, a routine. and and everybody's kind of getting to be on the same page. I do have, I think right now, two associate lawyers, two article students, and some support staff as well. Um, and then we also share office space with other lawyers and an accountant and some professionals who are around to kind of you know, help just carry the um, expenses and the burdens, uh, because it's important to have those people who support you even in small ways. Uh, and make everything possible for everyone else. So we all need support. Who would you say has been your
0: biggest support system through this process of, you know navigating your career and then taking that leap into starting your business?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, definitely my parents are a huge source of support for me still to this day. You can never, uh, you know, discount the support that you get from your parents and your family members who are always there to, you know, see behind the scenes and deal with the stress and the fallout and the tears and the frustrations. So um, certainly my parents are a big uh, source of support for me. But I'm also very fortunate to have a lot of really great friends um and colleagues uh, not just other lawyers and women that maybe i've met in my career path but also uh, really strong and inspirational women from all different areas and sectors um of you know the industry or any industry uh i'm a part of something called the coven club which we co-founded in i think 2011 uh, which is uh, a group that basically just provides support for women Uh, in non-traditional fields, uh, who need mentorship, support, networking. Again, it's so important to make sure that you have those people that you can call to just bounce an idea off or a frustration or share in your success, celebrate you. Um, So I definitely cannot discount the female friendships that I formed along the way in my life. So I I love the female camaraderie.
0: I I don't see that support ever really. Uh, It's so foundational in absolutely everything that we do. Now, I know that we have started to support her. So, you know, as as much as we have to move forward and support and empower women, you know, we we built this space so that we can invite the good man in, the one that, you know, says, hey, rah, rah, um, we want to help and support you on your journey. Um, do you also have a great support system, those supporters
1: around you as well? Um, also like male, like male-ballied allies and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to want to really, uh, rise women up. Um, so that's kind of just my own personal, uh, take on it. But of course there's always room for allies. Uh, in the equation, and also for non-binary folk, people who don't identify you know, with the strict confines of male and female, like that's really important stuff as well. Uh, and I have a lot of really great friends in the community that um, identify in, in that capacity. But at the end of the day, what's important are your intentions and what you want to see in terms of uh, changes in the world, how you want things to move forward, and how you're going to contribute to those changes. And sometimes for allies and male-bodied folks, that means, you know, taking a back seat and letting us do it. So I think that's really important to make sure people um, are aware
0: of. So you talk about making changes in the world and you're certainly like, I think we had tried to set up this interview before and you were being, you know, CTVs on the phone. So you're, you're definitely um, a very strong voice and a leader in the community um, and sought after. You've um, been to the Senate, uh, the House of Commons, and, you know, uh, your voice is very strong in that community so how did you get to that stage like what what sort of activities did you take or steps did you take to get that progressive in your career
1: well i think that anytime you um work with passion um, and you have a very clear vision in terms of what you want to achieve uh you have a strong voice and a strong narrative you're not afraid to advance that and it takes a lot of time to get that footing because when i first started out you know of course i was really timid about saying those things or you know expressing my opinions and, and stuff like that but one of the things that i did early in my career which is i i took this huge leap of faith and i contacted um a local publication here in vancouver and asked them hey, could I write for you guys, maybe even just once in a while? And that snowballed into an opinion column uh, in the Georgia Strait, which I do at least every twice every month. Uh, and then it snowballed into an opinion column in the Huffington Post. And then there was another one in the Cannabis Life Network, and it just kept coming and coming and coming. So, um, you know, once you kind of get your voice out there, your story out there, and you find that footing, you have to ask for what you want. And it's surprising how often you will get what you want and more. So I think that's something that a lot of young women need to take to heart. Uh, if you want it, ask for it and go get it.
0: Those are great words of wisdom, because I was going to wait to the very end to ask you what your words of wisdom are. But I think those are like rock star um, you know, words. And they sound really easy. But to actually take action is a whole other Barrier that I find some people just get really stuck, and the go the confidence thing comes in. So, um, have you? How do you get over some of those hurdles when you're placed with your go getter? Um, so how do you get past you know getting out of here sometimes and actually
1: moving forward and being stuck? Yeah, I think sometimes you actually just have to move forward. Sometimes there's no other option. I mean. Um, it's important to take time for yourself and to check in with your own mental health and mental well-being and physical well-being and take care of yourself on that level because if you don't you will burn out but i think it's also really important to just forge ahead a lot of the times and i am somebody who always forges ahead if there's a challenge or a barrier i want to make sure that i eliminate it for myself and also for those who are going to come after me um but it's a unique quality and a lot of times people don't have the capacity to do that, which is why it's important to support each other and to be there for your sisters who want to do similar work or, you know, have opportunities that maybe they can't create for themselves. So it's important to create a space for other people as well. And I think that it serves everybody, you, your community, um, as well as allies, peers and colleagues so well. So that is really really important and I would encourage all women to uh, make the space for themselves and for others
0: so what is your typical day like then Sarah I mean are you at seven days a week are you you know being a business owner you wear several hats so what is your typical day and work day recreation day what does that look like
1: yeah so it just Completely depends. I mean, sometimes it's crazy if I'm going, um, you know, for trial or something like that, or if I need to travel for work, because often I do, uh, then I'm much busier maybe than I would be normally. But I'm pretty good at maintaining, you know, the balance between my professional life and my personal life. Um, Although sometimes they bleed into one another, and you end up, you know, having. Uh, professional commitments that turn almost into you know uh, passion pursuits or a a pleasurable side of your personal life so you know those are things that I find are kind of like a win-win for me Um, and those are my you know groups or volunteering activities and, and things like that so I think that there's you know opportunities out there for people who can also create that kind of space for themselves and that's what I've always tried to do because if you enjoy your work it's not really working and that's so cliche to say and you know you you can't enjoy it 100% of the time so you definitely need to take time for yourself but it helps it helps when you do well I
0: was just going to say there's this one saying that said um, if you love what you do it's not work Mm -hmm. so I think you're really walking the talk with that Um, what would be that one thing that you do every day without fail is there one thing that you do or like just your your zone that gets you in your zone. Just one thing without fail that you do every day.
1: Well, I definitely drink coffee every day, I can say that, Uh, there's always a cup of coffee on my desk, (laughs) Uh, and I always spend time with my dog, I have a little dog, and so I always make sure that I have at least some time for some cuddles and some pets at the end of the day, because it's good for both of
0: us. (laughs) So there would be a a pet, uh, a take your pet to work day that I'm guessing, coming up soon,
1: right? Yes, he does, he comes to work, I would say maybe once or twice a week, and just like uplifts everybody's spirits, So, so yeah. Very cool. So let me ask you what, you know, you are now
0: stepping into the role of woman of inspiration integrity award and it was a new award uh category for us this year i thought that it was really important to shine the light on women in the industry of um law uh, because that sometimes is overlooked right you're you're in this area where you're of service to the public but it really does take um a lot of commitment there's certainly a lot of work that you have to do behind the scenes in order to take on this role. So now,
1: where do you hope uh, to take your leadership to the next level? Yeah, and I think that's a really important point to touch on because, you know, being a lawyer is not just being a lawyer. And I don't think I realized that when I was younger and when I was, you know, not really contemplating going into law, I thought it sounded really, really boring. But if there's some younger women who are listening to this podcast, I would like to, you know, take this opportunity to tell you that being a lawyer is so much more than just like going to court, reading legislation and case law. It is a whole um, platform for you to advance your interests, your passions, to give back to your community. And education is so priceless. People, for whatever reason, like to listen to lawyers, so you can use it for good beyond just the law. So I think that's important to touch on. Um, But in my future, where I kind of see my career trajectory, of course, I want to continue growing my own law firm here. But, I you know, I do have lofty goals and, and all kinds of ideas about where I'd like to see myself. Uh, I really enjoyed going to Ottawa and speaking to the Senate, and I loved that experience. So, you know, maybe that's something that could potentially be in my future, uh, you know, or career in politics. But I think that's, that's quite a ways down the road.
0: Well, I, I, I see it. I can see it already for you, Sarah. Now, I, I just have to ask, who you know, we always have these women that inspire us. So if you can share with us, um, you know, who's that person for you that has inspired you to keep pushing forward?
1: Well, there's so many women and so many of my friends and female family members, but there's one woman in particular who um, has always been a mentor to me in my career and somebody who uh, is a senior kind of colleague to me. We've never actually worked together, but I very clearly remember when I had my first day as an article student or my first week, it was somewhere in the beginning of my legal career, when I was so nervous and scared and I went to court and this woman approached me and she was maybe only a few years older than me, but she said to me, you know, if you ever need anything, here's my name and here's my phone number and you can call me, you can text me, I'm here. oftentimes people say those things to you and it doesn't ever really pan out but for this woman it actually did and she ended up being somebody who supports me uh, supports everybody around her uh she for me is a shining example of what any person should be let alone a lawyer and an example of such a competent compassionate intelligent and caring lawyer as well uh who's here giving back to their community and just Doing their job in a way that I find to be inspirational all the time. Um, so I'm so lucky to have developed a relationship with her uh, professionally and personally. Um, but yeah, and her name is Addie Globerman. So if she's listening, uh, you know, I tell Addie this all the time that she is such an inspiration to me. Uh, but she's a wonderful lawyer. And that's one person who I see as an example of what I would strive to be.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you included her name because I was gonna ask you what this um, name is. So if you can repeat it again for us so that everybody listening can just do a special shout out um, to your woman of inspiration.
1: Sure. So it's Addie Globerman and she's a criminal defense lawyer here in Vancouver as well. Fantastic. So and
0: I, I do know that these you know, these messages are so important because people that make an impact in our lives sometimes go unnoticed actually most of the time go unnoticed and until we actually bring it to their attention so i know that when i was interviewing um women of inspiration you know the nomination process it was a lengthy nomination process but all of the women that i had the opportunity to meet and connect with and talk about the experience they had all said you know i never thought that I was making that big of an impact in others' lives. So, how, how is this has um, this um, recognition elevated, uh, or what? How has it been meaningful to you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it is the little things, right? And I think that you know, my story of um, like my personal mentor and um, woman who inspires me is illustrative of that. You know, it's just like that very small reach out. Followed by a follow-through uh, that actually backs up, you know, what that person um, has put out there in the universe in the first place. So for me, it's just about trying to embody that as well, and trying to make it a little bit easier for people who are around you. Just being compassionate and accessible, you know, smiling at somebody. If you, if I see a more junior lawyer in court or a new student um, who looks like maybe they don't really know what's going on or they're nervous, you know, I'll introduce myself as well, kind of just let them know, you know, here's my card if you ever need anything, because you never know when that person needs that, Um, when they need to just see a friendly face in a courtroom or somebody who they recognize and they know, hey, that person is, you know, nice, or it's not all bad here, Uh, because it makes a big difference to people. And if you're having a bad day, that can mean the entire world to you. So I think it's just those little things as well.
0: Well, I think you've, you've definitely nailed a couple things, and I'm sure that anybody that is listening will be dying to run into you in the courtroom and look for your expertise, and I think that's really important. It's good advice for not only in the courtroom or your area of business, but just in general, um, that we all need that little extra boost of confidence. Um, we need that little bit of sh- that little bit of support from a friendly face and a stranger, um, that can sometimes build into a more meaningful, long lasting relationship. But Don't be afraid to ask for it. Exactly. Definitely. Yep. So I'm going to, you know, close off this amazing interview, um, with you, Sarah, it's been so lovely. I look forward to the journey with you. Um, you know, for, as an alumni for Women of Inspiration, I think there's a lot of great things. We have the ability to make an impact um, locally, nationally, and globally. Um, this, this world is so small when we think about it, and you know, women um, from other countries that I've had the opportunity to meet, their struggles are the same as our struggles. Just a a different um, geographical location, so I think there's lots of knowledge sharing to do. Um, but I'm going to close with just sort of asking what you're most proud of professionally um, to date.
1: Well, I think that um, I would have to say that I am most proud of the fact that I started my own business, and you know, with the face of people who told me that I could never do it, that I would fail, that I wouldn't succeed you know, and here I am a year and a half later, uh, doing much better than I've ever done before and thriving, not just surviving, but thriving and creating a better future and a better present for myself and for those around me um, as well, moving forward. So definitely going off on my own, starting my own business uh, and, and seeing that through is my proudest accomplishment so far. Well,
0: thank you very much. I know that uh, in closing, we will definitely put all of the um, the website links to your, um, your firm down below so that anybody reaching out um, for actually needing your services or wanting to um, reach out to you for some support and find out about the mentorship programs that you have involved as well in your organization. Um, but we'll include that into the bottom. And I just thank you for sharing your time, your knowledge, your experiences because I truly believe that does give somebody else the confidence to step into their own greatness as well. So thank you so much for your time. Is there anything that more that you'd like to share with our audience today, Sarah?
1: Well, I'd just like to thank you so much for providing this platform as well for women. I think that this is so inspirational and getting these voices out here is instrumental in making sure that, you know, there is change and that people are supported. So thank you for everything that you do as well. And
0: that's a great big heart for you. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. And I look forward to moving mountains with you um, in 2020 and beyond.
1: Thanks. (laughs) Thanks.